Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Before I get started, I'd like to thank everyone for joining me today and, um, you know, following me along on the podcast. Alright, so, uh, today's episode. Uh, recently, I've been coming across a little bottleneck. And so, I'll talk about it just a little bit here. So, when I go out on a job site, I do many different things for a living. A lot of different things. Um, but I carry tools with me, right? Like most people will when you go and do work for someone or you're doing a trade or whatever it is you're doing. A lot of times we use power tools, you know. And um, what I keep finding myself coming across is, so I have a lot of Milwaukee tools. Um, I think it was like last year or whatever it was. I ended up upgrading pretty much all my tools um, to M Milwaukee. Now, it just doesn't matter if it's Milwaukee or if it's Dewalt or Ryobi. It really doesn't matter. But my point is, is that last year I upgraded and I switched over to Milwaukee, which, like I said, it doesn't matter which brand really. Now, I have a bunch of their batteries and their batteries are lithium ion. Now, a lot of the power tools like their SDS Max, SDS Plus um, rotary hammer drills, you know, um, the grind, their grinders, their drill guns, everything, right? Um, runs off their battery platform now you can get the corded version but when you're out on a job site and you're working very remotely where there is no power around you you know there's only two options at that point or maybe three let's think about this right either you have to purchase a lot of batteries and their batteries are not cheap right they can add up quite a bit so if you don't have enough batteries, you're going to run out of juice for your tools. And so that's where I'm I'm at right now. I work in some really remote areas where there is absolutely no power anywhere. There's not, a, not an option to get any power. So I rely on the amount of batteries I have with me, you know, because I'm going to from different places to different places all the time daily. Daily, I might go and stop by three different locations and there will be no electricity nowhere. Now... Um, more recently, I've been running out of the juice in the batteries because I've been working my tools harder. And, you know, that's good. But the problem is, is that I just don't have enough juice to carry me through the day. And I really don't want to buy any more of their batteries because they're quite expensive. So now what is my other two options? My other two options is I can carry around a generator, which takes gasoline. That I do not want to do. Now, obviously, if I was running really big power tools, that needed to be, you know, corded, then sure, a generator would be the, the way to go. But for me, uh, I don't need to use a generator. So what I'm actually doing is I'm going to build a very simple, you know, straightforward mobile charging system. So it's going to be solar powered. I actually have all the components already. And so it's just a matter of me putting the time together. And I want to make it very small very user-friendly. I don't want it to be bulky. I don't even want anybody to even know that I have this little portable charging system. And the whole goal is for me to be able to charge all of these batteries 
um, you know, out in a very remote location. And maybe from time to time be able to plug in a regular, smaller, you know, um, 110, um, you know, um, outlet or whatever. Um, let's just say for like a radio or a battery charger or something. So uh, here's what I've, I've done. Uh, I have many solar panels laying around. I have also a, the smallest solar panel I have laying around is a 50 watt solar panel. It's, you know, half the size of a 100 watt. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm limited with the space that I have in my, my vehicle. So for those of you that don't know, um, I have a SUV and I like to use an SUV over a truck for many reasons. Um, for one, I don't ever have to worry about anyone stealing anything out of the back of my truck because it's an SUV. You close the doors up, you lock the doors, you know, I have tinted windows, so they can't see what's in there anyway. Now, trucks have their purpose. I love trucks, absolutely. But it's a little bit harder to secure your tools when you're running around and doing things, you know. Um, but knowing that I have an SUV, uh, you know, I do have limited space in the back of the car for all my tools. And I'm very organized. I keep everything a certain way, so I always know exactly where everything is at. And, um, you know... I'm I'm trying to keep things organized and and utilize as much space as I can because I'm always you know loading up different components and different things for different jobs, so I have to keep it small. So I'm thinking I have my 50 watt solar panel. Now some of you guys might be thinking before I even go into solar, why don't I just charge it off? You know, recharge my batteries off the car battery, right? Because I'm driving around. There's outlets in the car. I could recharge that way, and sure I could. The problem is that when I'm out in a remote location, I am out there for hours, a long, long time. And I don't want to have to keep my car running just to be able to keep, you know, my batteries charged for my tools. That's counterproductive. That's like running a generator, right? You're running an engine with gasoline. It's just more, you're just wearing your car down because it's just idling more than you should. You're also spending the money in gas. So I don't want to have to run my car. So I wanted to be able, I can drive up to a job site, be there for six hours to eight hours or whatever it's going to take and never have to start my vehicle, but yet have all my tools be able to maintain and stay charged throughout the day. That way I never run out of juice. So I have this 50 watt solar panel. It's small, it's compact, and it's just enough where I'm going to utilize a uh, very old um, sealed lead acid battery okay now the reason i'm not going to go with lithium is because i want to simplify this i'm not trying to run a refrigerator i'm not trying to run any of that all i'm trying to do is keep my power tool batteries charged and a very simple low cost um sealed uh lead acid battery will work just fine now i have one laying around and that's why i'm actually going to use it now it's a very old one it still holds a charge and so why not so I have a 50 watt solar panel. I have a small, um, not small, but t you know, a car sealed um, lead acid battery. I have a very cheap um, little solar charge controller because it doesn't have to be big, right? Um, it doesn't have to be MPPT either. It just has to do its job as far as keeping the battery charged up, right? If I was utilizing lithium ion batteries for this, um, there's more components and more things I have to be careful about. That's that's not what I'm trying to do here. I want to keep it very simple and straightforward. So a solar panel, a very cheap battery that I have for free anyway, 
uh, very cheap charge controller that I just had laying around. I'm trying to utilize all the things I have laying around my home to build this. And I actually have everything laying around my home. So this is my plan. If the only goal is to charge, you know, all of my uh, tool batteries for all my drill guns and all that, then it doesn't need to be big. It can be a very simple system. Now, here is where it gets tricky. The solar panel. So that 50-watt solar panel itself, I have two options of how I'm going to utilize this system. Because we're going to have some components. We're going to have a solar panel. We're going to have a battery, a really cheap, small little charge controller. And then we're going to have either a DC plug or a DC to AC small little in inverter to be able to plug in all my battery chargers. So that's the basic components here. Keep it simple. But the solar panel, where am I going to put this solar panel? Now, at first I was thinking, eh, you know what? I'll just throw it in the back of the car, stand it up on its edge. That way I can still pack stuff in the car. And then when I get to a job site, I can pull the solar panel out and, you know, put it on the ground or lean it against the car or whatever and have the positive and negative from that solar panel, you know, going to the back of the car to charge the battery that I have sitting in there with the solar charge controller and the small little inverter all plugged, you know, plugged into that battery. Now, the thing I don't like about that is, is that it's something that I always have to deal with. I always have to you know, pull it out of the car, you know, make sure I set up in a spot where it's not going to get damaged. Um, and then I also have to make sure I put it away. And then I also have to make sure that whatever I'm throwing in the back of my car does not hit the solar panel and break it. Right. So to me, that's not user friendly. It can work, but it's not user friendly enough for me. I need something that I can just easily pull up, open the back of my car up and pull tools out, plug things in and go. Right. Don't have to worry about all these extra things. When you're working and you're busy, the less things that you have to worry about moving around and dealing with, the more productive you are with your job. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, if that's not the option, what else can I do? Then I started thinking about RVs, right? There's a lot of these um, RVs where people are living in their RVs, you know, they're traveling around and stuff like that. And they have solar panels on their roof of their car. And then I started thinking, well, I don't want to be, I don't want people to see this solar panel. So then that's when I was thinking the smallest solar panel that I have laying around is the 50-watt solar panel, which is small and compact. So I did some measurements on the top of my roof compared to that little solar panel, and I got plenty of room for that little solar panel. And it just so happens that it's just the perfect size that if I mount it, or secure it, I should say, um, to the top of my SUV, because of how the side rails is on a my SUV, you'll never be able to see it. No one will ever be able to see it. And I could still throw stuff on my top rack of my car if I wanted to, because the solar panel would be sitting below the level of the racking system on the top. So I'm thinking, okay. So what I did was I found these kind of unique brackets. They're made for, I think, RVs. And you don't have to screw a hole because I don't want no holes in my roof. I'm not screwing no holes into my roof. But they have an adhesive that's, I think it's 521, adhesive 521. You can get it in black or white. And it's a very good adhesive. So these mounting brackets are going to be one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of these, six of these mounting brackets that basically, um, they're kind of aerodynamic. I wish I could show you guys a picture, but this is a podcast, right? So the best way I could explain to, to you is you basically slide them onto the edge of the solar panel and they're kind of uh, 
got like a um, angle to them. So that way, you know, water and wind and stuff can roll over the bracket and roll over the top of the solar panel and just continue going. So that way there's not a, like a little wall. So the way I'm going to secure that to the top of my roof on my SUV is through the adhesive 521. It's very secure stuff. As long as you do the prep correctly, it'll, it'll stay very solid. Now, the other good thing about it is that if I decided to remove the solar panel, I could remove the solar panel and still leave those brackets up there because the bracket gets screwed to the side of the solar panel. So if, if I decide to ever abandon this idea down the road or I just no longer need it anymore, I could go and unscrew the solar panel, pull it off, and the brackets would just be sitting on the roof. And then, of course, I could actually remove the brackets at a later point if I wanted to. So it's not like you have to drill a hole and then you're permanently going to have that sitting in your in the roof of your car, right? So there's no holes going into it. It's adhesive, and so it's more user-friendly in my opinion because I'm not trying to destroy my car or have leaks in my car. So now that I can um, mount the 50-watt solar panel to the top of my car, now all I have to do is route the positive and negative wire into the vehicle. Now, obviously, it's an SUV, so the back opens up, and we have pretty thick uh, weather stripping around the edge of it. So I did a test where I threw a piece of um, the wire in there, um, closed the door to make sure that I am not pinching the wire, and second of all, that I'm not going to chafe the wire because I don't want it to rub through and then cut the wire, and then I have a grounding issue where now the panel is shorting out on my car. So I did a quick test to verify if there's enough room in the cushion for it, and there is. So that's great news. So I don't have to drill a hole for the wire to come in, right? So at the you, you'll never even see the wires. The wires will come up through the very top where the hinge is, where the weather stripping is, and go up to where the solar panel is, right? So that works out great. Now for the battery. So you can buy what's called a battery box. Most of you might know what this is, and some of you might not. They sell, they sell them at Walmart. They sell them at uh, automotive places. It's basically just a plastic little box for your battery. And what it does is it keeps that battery isolated from everything else around it because there's a lid that goes onto that battery box. It's very compact, very small. It's just big enough for your battery to fit in it with a little bit of room to play in it, just a little bit. So I have a battery box that I can put my battery in to protect it from anything else in the back of my car. The last thing I want to worry about is a metal tool of some sort falling against the two terminals and then shorting out and then I have a big problem, right? So we have to think about all these safety measures when you're trying to do something like this, you know? Be cautious and everything will be okay. So I have my battery box to protect the battery. And now because it's only a very small little car battery, I can slide that in the back of my car all the way up against the back seats and you would never know it's even there. It's so small, right? And then the solar panel wires are going to come in, go into the very cheap, small little charge controller, which ironically fits inside of the battery box because it's so small, there's just enough room for that little charge controller. So that's where that's going to live. And then now we have to think about, because that's the charging system, that's the battery, that's the charge controller, and that's the solar panel. That's what's going to make the whole system work, right? Keep it charged and so forth. Now, as far as the charging of my tool batteries right we have a couple options we can go directly dc to dc or we can go from dc to ac with a small little inverter now some 
companies, Milwaukee does sell a 12 volt version of their battery charger for all their, you know, for all the batteries, <clears throat> but it's quite expensive. And I believe there's another brand out there. I think it's Dewalt that also sells a 12 volt version where you can plug it into like a basic cigarette lighter and then you can plug your batteries in and, and it'll charge it, right? So depending on what you're trying to do, you, you may have to look at the options. For me, I'm going to have two ways of charging. I'm going to have the basic um, 12 volt cigarette lighter plug. And then I'm also going to have a very, very small um, 300 watt um, inverter. That way I can have AC power as well. Now, keep in mind, this is a very small system. We're not trying to power your house. We're not trying to power a refrigerator. All my goal is, is to keep my batteries charged when I'm out on a remote location. <clears throat> so I have all my components and I did, I did a field test. Before I you know, connected it to my car and got everything mounted and ran all the wires, I took all the components and I consolidated everything down to the smallest mass that I could. All the extra wiring that I didn't need, I cut all that out, made it shorter, and I did a field test outside, just sitting in my yard, and, um, you know, put the solar panel on, put the charge controller on, use the old battery, and put the 300-watt inverter on there with also the DC cigarette light, pl cigarette, cigarette light plug, and I went ahead and started charging all of my dead batteries because I want to make sure it's going to provide enough power to keep my uh my tool batteries charge but not only that i wanted to make sure that the 50 watt solar panel was going to be enough to maintain the battery right because if you're pulling more power out of that battery than you're putting in at one time then you're going to drain the battery down too quick and then you won't have any pop you won't have enough power to keep moving forward and so doing a quick field test outside was a great way to see if there was going to be any hiccups or bugs or issues that i may have to overlook to keep it, you know, keep this little system going. And so I have good news. It works great. Uh, the 50 watt solar panel is plenty of power um, to just keep that battery topped off at the very top of things. Um, so that's great. So now all I have to do is actually just install it all in, into my SUV. So that's at the point where I'm at right now. I have actually, I'm looking at my um, kitchen floor and I have all my components all put together um, sitting here. And basically, it's just a matter of now hooking it all up. So um, in the next podcast or so, I'll give you guys an update on how well the installation went. Uh, it's, it's pretty simple, guys. The only thing that I have to do is actually just put the solar panel on top of the roof. Um, and that's pretty much it. The rest of it just sits in a box in the back of my SUV. And I have portable power to keep my tool batteries charged out on rem remote locations. So if you're looking for a very cheap, portable system... This might be an option for you, you know, uh, this system, if I can charge, you know, my drill gun batteries and all the batteries I have for my work, you can easily power some lights, you know, so if you're camping or emergency purposes, you can, you have, you can plug in and you can run lights, you know, but you can't run a whole lot of them for a very long period of time, obviously. Right. But in an emergency situation, a couple lights strung up, you can be good to go. And that's another thing. Sometimes I'll work until very late at night where it's dark. And so sometimes I rely on either my Milwaukee shop lights that are battery powered as well or the headlights from my car, believe it or not, in order to keep working to get the job done. So um, now with this little system, I can hook up, you know, energy efficient LED lights 
and plug in and I have a portable source of light when I'm finishing up the, the remaining of my, my day or of my evening at work. So there's many options, right? You can do it with two batteries. You can add a bigger charge controller. You can add a bigger solar panel. I can easily upgrade any one of these features and have more capacity, more power, right? But for me, there's no need to go any bigger than what I've set up already because like I said, all I'm trying to do is keep my tool batteries charged through the whole day because I am sick and tired of running out of power. <laughs> Let me tell you, at the end of the day, when you burn through like 15 to 20 batteries and you have no juice left and you're out in a remote location and you're almost done with your job, you have like you, one more hour and you could be completely done and you just have no juice for your power tools and then you have to come back another day. That to me, I can't do that anymore. That's happened to me more than once. And so this is why I'm, you know, creating this little portable, cheap charging um, system. No. So uh, look into your options if you're looking for something, um, you know, something similar to what I'm doing. Um, yeah. I had somebody mention to me a while back, just plug in an inverter to the back in, into your car and you're good. Well, that's only if you're driving. You know, when you turn your car off and you have an inverter plugged just directly into your car, it's running off your car battery. So any juice that you pull out of that inverter, you're pulling directly out of your starting battery. So you take a very, you, you, you're really risking it because you, if you pull too much power out of that battery, you won't be able to start your car. And if you're in a remote location where there's nobody around you, even if you have jumper cables, you ain't going nowhere. I mean, I do have a little um, jumper pack that I keep in my car for backups. But, you know, that's the whole point, right? Why should I have to worry about my car not starting? At the end of the day, when you're tired and you're dirty and, and you completed your job, all you want to do is put your tools away and start that car and go. I don't want to have to try to start my car and it won't start. So that's why I'm, I'm creating this little independent system from my whole car. My whole car will never be touched. I turn the, turn the car off. Nothing touches the electrical system on that car, right? Because it's an independent system by itself. And, you know, the, this independent little system that I'm creating here is actually the same thing that I have connected to, or was, I should say, connected to my 12-volt water pump for my house. I have a very similar system. It's the same thing. Same little charge controller, same, same identical um, battery in a sense. Just maybe a little bit older, the battery. Um, and the only difference is instead of a 50-watt solar panel, I have a 100-watt solar panel on the 12-volt battery for the water pump. And that has run my house perfectly fine for a very long time until recently where I did a big upgrade on my water system. And I have a one-horsepower pump now. So um, it, it works, right? You can size it to whatever you want to do, obviously. So anyway, I hope this gives you guys some inspiration and maybe some little bit of insights. You don't need the, the most top of the line things. You don't need lithium ion batteries for a little charging system like this. You don't need a $500 charge controller. You don't need five solar panels on your roof of your car. If you're just trying to do something small like what I'm trying to do, you can get away with a very cheap, very economical system that will serve the purpose very well. Right? So I wish you guys the best of luck in your projects. Stay tuned. We have a lot more stuff coming up.